This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. Good morning. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, some say kids and adults need to spend less time staring at their phones and more time socializing in person and enjoying the great outdoors. As lovers of technology, we say you can have your cake and eat it too. So today on Everyday Tech, we will discuss outdoor technology. You can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring to ask any outdoor or general tech question. That's one 672 7464 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the news. Support for NPR comes from Constant Contact, with tools including an editor and -and drag-and-drop action blocks for helping small businesses communicate with their customers through email marketing. Learn more at ConstantContact.com and Americans for the Arts at AmericansfortheArts.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel and Jackson in Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And, of course, we have Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, as the days get shorter and the leaves start to turn, it becomes a great time for heading outdoors, whether for a long hike out on one of Mississippi's many nature trails or a peaceful weekend of camping in one of our wonderful state parks or in pursuit of an elusive game as hunting season is about to start. The outdoors offer plenty of opportunity to use tech for fun and safety. So today, we're going to discuss outdoor technology. To join our conversation, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 and online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. So, Wilt and Jeremy. Hey, how you doing this morning? Good morning. Jeremy. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Down in Hattiesburg, huh? Yes, ma'am. Is it hot down there like it is here? Oh, you know it. <laughs> hey, you, you must have shipped some of this hot weather up here. And, hey, while you're at it, you knocked the AT&T offline, man. I've got no service in the studio today. I don't know what's going on today. Sorry, man. You did that. You did that I'm, all the way from Hattiesburg. I, all the way from Hattiesburg. I don't know about y'all. I'm blaming Jeremy. Usually when I have a technical issue, I'm going to blame you gonna Jeremy. You're going to blame Jeremy? Yes. That's my, uh, that's my new Jerry. method. Well, you know, I have a question. Before we we actually have a question on the phone, but we're going to go to uh, Memphis in just a second. But I have a question. Do we have any reviews on the new iPhone? Any word? No, no. nobody. Well, nobody's officially gotten one yet. Now, iOS 11, the new operating system, is out, and people have started putting it on there. And, and as usual, when they make some changes, People are kind of him hawing about it. Um, I've been running the beta ever since they they put it out there for public review. 
So I've kind of gotten used to some of its intricacies. My wife, I know she up, uh, updated hers last night, and I'm already getting a couple of questions. The big question seems to be around that uh, do not disturb while driving feature. I know Jeremy's probably laughing. Yes, they've had that on the Android for a little while. But, you know, uh, Apple waited a little bit, got it right, put it in there, and it, it, it's pretty awesome. But some people are going to probably be wondering, hey, why am I not hearing anything while I'm driving? Well, because you're supposed to be driving. Okay, so, so so what we're saying, when I call you, and I love that uh, feature of your phone, it, co- it goes straight to that uh, message. Yeah. I was wondering how could I get that on my phone. I have a 6. Well, it's a 6, but once you update your operating system, so once you go into settings, general, software update, you'll actually update to what's called iOS 11. It's kind of like, you know, Windows 7, Windows okay. 8. New version of iOS or the Apple operating system for the phone, and that actually adds it on there. And then if you were to go under settings, you will see the do not disturb features. And when you roll down there, it'll actually say, you know, the phone will actually detect whenever you're driving. So if you're going beyond kind of like a walking pace, it'll flip over and then, you know, um, it'll know that you're driving. Any text messages will automatically get a reply back that will say, hey, you know, driving right now will respond once I get there. If you need to override it, let's just say, you know, you get that, you know, you're you're messaging me, you get that message, but you really need to reply back to me. You know, you really need an answer now. If you reply with the word urgent, it will then override that and let it come through. Wow. Likewise, if you're calling someone, if their phone is connected to a Bluetooth device, so be it like the car's Bluetooth or a Bluetooth headset, et cetera, the call can still come through, but it will not come through if it's only your phone sitting there. Very, very easy to override if you happen to be the passenger in the car. Just simply, whenever you look at your phone, you'll see it says, you know, um, you have, you know, the do not disturb while driving feature is on. You click the button that says, I'm not driving. And for that particular trip right there, for that detection, it will actually not run that. So if you're the passenger in the car, you can still get all the messages you want. All right. Jeremy, can can Android do that, Jeremy? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- uh, definitely can. Um, I-, I don't want anybody to think that I'm down on Apple. Uh, whether, whether, whether they were late getting that feature added to their phones or not is irrelevant because it was very much needed, and I'm happy to hear that that is a feature. So now there will be less people driving because, uh, I mean, I don't know about you all, but I see people every day looking down at their phone with the steering wheel in their hand, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, do you realize how dangerous that is? So – come late or whatever it's it's great i think it's awesome oh exactly well it kind of makes me kind of think back um a little while back i was reading a uh, a facebook post from marshall ramsey who's also on mpb here and and he was remarking he was coming back from and i forget what the actual event was but it was he, he was remarking as he was going he actually saw an accident occur right in front of him and that it it required him to immediately slam on his brakes to avoid being in that accident. And he made the comment in there. It's like, if I would have so much as been glancing at my phone, I would not have been able to respond quick enough. So this really is a, you know, like you said, better late than never, but thank God it's there. It really. And speaking of um, outdoors driving, is you're outdoors driving. Oh, yeah. That's our topic today. We're going to be talking about technology and how we use it for hiking, hunting, camping, and how it makes us safe and it makes it more fun. Uh, but first, let's go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Memphis and speak with Bill. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Uh, and I'm not driving. <laughs> hey, very <Great>. good, Bill. <laughs> Woo! Bill. All right. What's your question or comment today? I use a program called Team Viewer, and it comes up on my startup as soon as I turn on the machine. 
I hardly ever use it, but I, I want it available to me. What can I do to have it so it, it doesn't come up? Um, actually, if you go into the program, and I don't have it installed on the computer in front of me, but um, I believe you would click the File button, um, and there should be a, uh, either a Settings or Options. I forget what the actual title of it is going to be, or it could just be Preferences. And one of your checkboxes in there is going to be Start um, Start at Computer Boot or something very similar to that language. You I can just you, clear bro. that. check. Oh, you got it? Good. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be under Extras in TeamViewer, and then you go to Options, and then it's going to be uh, General's already going to be selected when you open that window. Under your computer name, there's a box that says Start TeamViewer with Windows. Just uncheck that box and hit OK. So Extras, Options, and what's the next uh, after Options? It's going to say General. It's already going to be selected. And then you look under your, uh, it'll show your PC name. And under that, there'll be a, there'll be two checkboxes. The first checkbox says Start Team Viewer with Windows. Just uncheck that box and make sure you hit OK. Do, do I have time to ask another question? Sure. Uh, sure. I also have another application. It's actually a brokerage firm. And every time I turn it on, it says it's an unknown publisher. But that only happens on my desktop. When I do it on my laptop, it takes me right to the application. And it's just a nuisance to have to let the system know that I recognize them. Sure. So uh, is that Windows 7 or Windows 10? 10. 10? Okay. Yes, uh, so let's see. Um, there should be an option uh, when it asks you to open that file. There sh is there a little checkbox under there that says always ask before opening this file? Yes, there is. Okay. But I don't want and have you have you unchecked the box? It's not a check. It's like it gives me a, a range of you know very tight security or no security or I, I can't remember the exact. Okay. Um, this sounds like something we'd need you to uh, kind of email us about. If you could uh, give us a screenshot of what you got going on, so we could see exactly what the prompt looks like, because there's a lot of different ways that Windows has stuff like that. Uh, that it pops up, so it's a little hard to figure out just exactly what we're looking at. Uh, if you could email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org, uh, we can help you further with that particular issue. All right. Thank you, Bill, from Memphis. Hopefully we can get that rectified and you can go smoothly to your application. Uh, don't forget, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring or um, that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And for those complicated questions, uh, you can always email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, like we said earlier, today we're going to be talking about outdoor technology. Now, fall is my favorite time of oh, the year. Yeah. I am. Jeremy, I don't know about you, but I love the crisp in the crispiness of the air, if that's a word. I love how uh, the fair is coming. I love fall, and that means getting outdoors. Yes. What about you guys? I, I, I was born in the fall, so I, <laughs> I love the fall. I know it's my birthday coming up. So oh, like, woohoo! All right, birthday. exactly. And it's like new beginnings. I know a lot of people say spring is new, but fall for me. It's just so I feel happy and good, and I know a lot of families want to get outside and start hiking and hunting and fishing together, doing more things together. Yeah, especially so, in this Mississippi mm -hmm. heat. Trying, you know, uh, we've been, we've been cooped up in the air conditioning over the summer. Well, some of us have been at least, <laughs> and you know, and and fall comes along. Hey, you know, football time is coming on up, and the, you know, the kids are back in school, so so things start kind of just really 
revitalizing and happening. And, and uh, hey, we also know the holidays are on the way. Exactly. You know, we got some good Thanksgiving turkey yes. coming. <laughs> um, but you're right. It is definitely a time for us to, to get outside and take advantages of that. And with that, especially nowadays, comes technology. Uh, you know, technology is right right along there with us. Uh, you know, we see people getting out. You know, you mentioned hiking, getting out on the trails. Uh, you know, the very first thing I think of when I think of Hattiesburg, and I forget the name. Is it Longleaf Trail that's down there? Jeremy? Yeah, yeah, you know, so many opportunities across Mississippi for us to actually get out, get active, and enjoy what our state has to offer. And But while we're doing that, we can look at things such as like your Fitbits even, people who are tracking and making sure they're walking and keeping up with that. So when we get back from break, we're going to discuss the technology in hiking, how it plays a part with your Fitbits if you're exercising, if it plays a part in uh, for GPS locating. Oh, yeah. Yes, you want to be found if you get lost. Also, um, what to do just in case. So when we get back, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring or that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four for all of your outdoor tech or general tech questions. We'll be right back after the break. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wilson Jeremy, our technology experts. So today's topic is outdoor technology. And to be a part of our conversation, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 and online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. So before the break, fellas, we were talking, we were getting into hiking technology. What is a Fitbit and how does it work? Well, do you remember back uh, back in the olden days, you know, just a couple of years ago, uh, <laughs> when we had things like the pedometers, the little uh, the little step counters you would actually wear like on your on your belt or something like that? What the Fitbit is is really just a digital version of that. And actually what it's doing in general is it's it's counting on the swaying and the movement of your arms and that that motion that happens whenever you take a step. Um, you know, there's actually a. a I don't know if jarring is the right word, but there's a movement that comes to the body naturally from actually walking, and it's picking up on those movements. In fact, if you look in the Fitbit settings, it actually you have to tell it, are you wearing it on your dominant arm or your less dominant arm? The reason for that being, of course, your dominant arm is going to move a lot more, especially when you're talking, eating, etc. It's going to see a lot more motion, so it's trying to figure out just what your movement habits are. Another neat thing, too, is a lot of folks might actually have something very similar to that and don't even realize it. Your phone actually has that same feature built into it. I know the iPhone has, if you go into the health app, it can actually see your steps during the day. Um, it does its best. It's not very accurate on this to try to figure out how many stairs you might be climbing. You can kind of tell, you know, your elevation has changed and things like that. And, and really the whole drive behind that is just for keeping up with people 
being mobile, um, where Fitbit, I think, really kind of made a really nice impact with folks is they almost turned it into a game. You could link up with your friends to see who would get more steps. You know, as people, we're, we're generally kind of competitive. Hey, I got more steps than you did. But what that really did is it got people a little bit more active in the process. Jeremy? Yeah, and uh, uh, when I uh, first started playing with the uh, step monitor on my own uh, phone, I actually had it on my smartwatch. Um, I really wasn't aware how much I walked in some days. And I'd go back and I'd look and I'd be like, wow, whoa, okay, I actually am pretty active. Maybe I, maybe I am doing all right in the, uh, in the active fitness range there. Um, but it's really cool, those little sensors in your phone, you might actually be able to pick up your phone and just jiggle it a little bit and you hear a little, little rattling down in there. Uh, that's not something that's loose in your phone. I mean, I guess it could be. But uh, chances are that's your accelerometer, and that's what it actually uh, uses to uh, to detect those steps and all. Pretty uh, pretty fascinating technology there. All right. Yeah, so they what even about... have it. You know, it, it can uh, it can even detect your sleeping habits if you toss and turn a lot at night. If you're wearing it at night, I would not recommend wearing your phone at night. But mm-hmm. uh, some of these, and actually on some of them, I've seen they say just set it on the bed. It can actually feel those. I don't know exactly how accurate that is, but I know some folks really get a good insight into what their sleeping habits are. Oh. I have my wife to tell me that, yes, you're snoring a lot. or yeah. <laughs> She's your uh, indicator. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of indicators, uh, what about GPS locators? Uh, those are really important, especially with being outdoors. Well, and, you know... Um, thing that comes to mind whenever I think about these, I like watching a lot of those uh, you know, shows like Northwoods Law and some of these other things. And when you start seeing these first responders out there, maybe responding to someone who's gotten lost in the woods, you know, um, along with getting out there on these trails and everything else, you know, safety becomes a really, really important aspect. Not only do we want to go out and enjoy the outdoors, we actually want to make it back home safely. And so I've seen a, a rise in the technology of GPS locators. And, and what that would do is let's just say if you went out for the day and heaven forbid you get you know, lost, turned around. I mean, you know, this tree looks like that tree. And, you know, a GPS locator would actually allow a loved one or law enforcement to actually find you and come to you. Because, I mean, so many times you, you know, you hear about people going and, you know, hiking on trail. One that always comes up that was, uh, and I forget the young lady's name, but she was hiking the Appalachian Trail and got lost. She was only 300 yards off of the main trail, but unfortunately she perished. They were not able to find her. Mm. And she had a GPS locator, but for that particular segment of the trail, she didn't bring it. And so, you know, the same thing, whether you're going out for a day hike. Uh, I've also seen this used for maybe, uh, you know, people with particular medical conditions that may that, that may lead them toward the potential of wandering off or getting disoriented. You can use that so that loved ones can find you again. So it's got a lot of applications in that area. And really, they're not all that expensive. Um, they can be had for you know, a hundred to 300 bucks or so, but, uh, it's a small price to pay for peace of mind. And those have even gone down in price. Whoops. Uh, you can get a really, really good high precision GPS locator for about 50 bucks off of Amazon. Now, um, the, uh, the service you have to pay for like a monthly plan if you want to monitor on a regular basis. And there are, uh, there are varying levels of monitoring. You can get like every five seconds location or every 30 seconds or every minute, depending on which one you want. The plan costs a little bit more. Uh, but I think, uh, at minimum, you're looking at about 25 bucks a month to be able to track someone with those. Those are, I, I was blown away by how well those perform. Yeah. I mean, and really we do have so many folks, I mean, just, um, you know, I mean, it comes to mind, like you had mentioned, Michelle, you know, we have hunting season coming up and everything. Well, you know, a lot of those kind of activities are typically someone going alone 
out in the woods. And if somebody doesn't know where you're at or precisely where you're at, uh, small price to pay, again, for peace of mind. It is. What about um, LED flashlights? What's for someone who doesn't know, what's the what's the difference in an LED flashlight? Well, LED stands for light emitting diode. And really what it comes down to is kind of get away from that thought of the uh, bulb. I don't know how many flashlights over the years I've had that had a little bulb in it that had a blown <laughs> bulb or you're trying to search for a spare bulb. or um, And usually, I don't know if you ever noticed, they usually break about the time you need them the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, the really nice thing about LEDs is they are very long lasting. They're very resilient. They're very shock proof. Um, you know, another thing, you know, drop them, you know, we know if you drop or bump a a typical, a standard bulb, you run the risk of breaking that filament. Well, that doesn't happen with an LED. So what you end up with is a longer life, um, more resilient, especially in rougher conditions, uh, and also in a lot of instances, much brighter, much cleaner light, something that you can actually rely on when you get out there and make sure, because that's the other thing, you know, as, as fall and winter is approaching, the days are getting shorter. So Sun does go down pretty quick, and if you can't see, that can really be a hindrance. So, a lot of, believe it or not, a lot of really good technology on the flashlight side. Okay. And you will be uh, probably you'll probably lose that flashlight before the LED inside of it burn out. <laughs> oh, definitely. And plus, much better battery life out of them. They don't draw nearly as much battery either. Absolutely. All right. So, what uh, would you say if people say, "Well, what can I use? What's new in technology for campers?" Well, you know, I asked that exact same question. A gentleman that I work with, I know he he loves to be outdoors, and, you know, I was kind of, me and him were talking about these these questions as well. And one thing that kind of came up to mind in our conversation, the coolest thing to me for camping is the availability now of smaller solar panels. It seems kind of strange, but these little small solar panels, hey, we get plenty of sunlight. And with all these technological devices, we're relying on battery power. So, you know, your phone doesn't work too well. Your GPS doesn't work too well if you don't have battery power on it. So they're actually making small portable solar panels you can take with you just for that little bit of a small charge to put on these devices to make sure that you can actually power these items when you're out there. So even when the sun goes down, you might still need to charge your phone. And there's tech out there for that, too. Believe it. <laughs> uh, the uh, the BioLite, uh, a company called BioLite, actually uh, has induction chargers. So you put kindling inside, and it uses the heat from that to charge your devices. Wow. Yeah, and it's just really, you know, there's a lot of push toward keeping power to people. People want to stay power. And, and you know, we can't forget the low-tech um, items as well. Just think about some of the uh, the tent or the clothing and things that you're going outside, be it, you know, if you're you're camping, you're hiking or whatever, that water-resistant or that breathable material. There's actually been a lot of technological advances in that, too. So really on the low-tech side, that's there as well to make sure that we stay safe. I mean, if you've ever had to walk a long distance with wet feet, oh, my Lord, that is miserable. And and like you said, uh, that that's that's not good for your um, body. So keeping you safe all around health wise and your food. And speaking of food, uh, let's talk about these new innovative coolers, coolers that uh, can do, you know, sense things. You can do temperature and pressure. I mean, everything is not new now. So talk about some new innovations in coolers. Well, yeah, I mean, we've all seen the, uh, the assorted different companies out there with the, the bear proof coolers. And uh, let's just say, yes, we do have bears in Mississippi. They are rather elusive, but they are out there. Um, Little, little black bears. I've, I've actually, one of my friends had a couple of pictures of one on a game cam there. 
it's it's surprising to see them. You don't think of us having them, but but no, the idea of actually being able to keep your food from spoiling. I mean, let's just let's just be honest. This is Mississippi. It's, it's typically kind of warm out there, even in our winter time. You don't want your food to be spoiled, but especially you don't want anything getting in there, be it bears, bobcats. Ants. I don't really. I don't know about y'all. I don't like ants on my ham and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> no. they, they don't taste too good. Um, so a lot of advancements on that as far as for keeping hot things hot and cool things cool with these coolers as well. Um, been a lot of advancements with that. Jeremy, uh, I do have one of those coolers as well. Uh, definitely not an authority on that, but I think mine will keep ice for about three days. Whoa. So- yeah, there's some. There's been some serious advancements in that tech. And while we're talking about the coolers, we may as well talk about the tumblers too. Uh, there are oh, tumblers yeah. out there that you can, you know, you could put a cold drink in that it will last all day. I have left it in my car in the heat, and at the end of the day, there's still ice in it. Wow. I know, and that, that is that is a really good thing if you're a sweet tea fan such as myself. <laughs> uh, it has been great. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to go back to the phone lines and go to Louisiana now and speak with Tim. Timothy, good morning. Good morning, y'all. How morning. you doing? Good morning. Oh, just grooving right along. Well, what's your question uh, or comment this morning? Well, I've got a flashlight that I've had for over 10 years. Actually, i got two of them. And they're made by hybrid lights. And they've got a solar panel built into them. I leave it on the dash of my car. And I can actually charge my phone off of it if my phone wow. dies. And it costs 19 bucks from Amazon, and I've used, you know, 10 years, 10 years. That's amazing. You know, and that just really shows where the technology can go. I mean, there there is, um, and and exactly like what you've pointed out, you don't have to pay an arm and a leg nowadays to get good items. It's got both micro USB for charging if you're, like, used up the power out of it, you know, and you want to recharge it real quick, mm-hmm. you can charge it by a micro USB, or it's got a the larger uh, USB as a power out, and you put it, and you can plug it into your phone or, and uh, drive that, and it's got, you know, 18650 batteries in it, so wow. they really hold a lot of juice, you know? Yeah. So that's called the hybrid, hybrid light? Hybrid light, yes, sir. Okay, and you know, um, you know, we mentioned no, this I kind of thing. Oh, thank okay, you. thank you, Timothy. Thank you, Timothy. And you know, it, you bring up a good point, but I think something else we can think about. I mean, even if you're maybe some people are listening, it's like, ah, you know, I'm not really into camping or something like that. You know, that's okay because these same kind of technologies are also really good home safety items. I mean, think about think about this. Um, you know, when we get some of these bad storms that come through here, all of a sudden. Uh, at our own homes, we could be camping. <laughs> you know, you could. You we can have, be outdoors. <laughs> yeah, you could be outdoors. So these same kind of items, looking at things such as these solar powered and and the long lasting lights and and ways to do all of these things, these things can actually affect us maybe during inclement weather or other kind of events. I mean, if you know, we we've had storms here that have taken people out of out of power for a few days, and you want to be able to charge those items so you can listen to weather reports or you want to be able to cook food. So definitely, you know, it has other applications as well. It does. It does. Well, when we come back from break, we'll continue talking about outdoor technology and the best way to keep your family safe during outdoor activities. 
Wilton and Jeremy are standing by to answer any of your outdoor tech or general tech questions. So give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the break. a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, if you're just tuning in, today's topic is outdoor technology. If you want to be part of this conversation, please give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, and online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. So before the break, we were talking about new inventions and coolers and the latest tech for outdoor gear. Well, hunting season is approaching. Oh, I know the hunters are getting ready for this. And I'm sure hunters anticipate the new line of bows coming out, just like we await the unveiling of a new smartphone. So what are some ways that technology has played a part in hunting? Well, you know, I think besides making... um the hunter more efficient the the biggest things to me have really come into play uh in the safety and i think that's really where where technology has a huge advantage is in the safety i think that there's uh you know if you can make things stronger faster last longer more accurate those kind of things are are all wonderful but at the end of the day if you can't make it also safer for folks to have a better experience then then what have we really gained um one of the first things that comes to mind is another one of those low-tech items. I mean, I know quite a few of my friends who are hunters. They are, you know, tree stands. I actually know a lot of my friends who aren't hunters that happen to use that for bird watching and wildlife watching as well. But the tree stand is wonderful. And what that allows you to do is it allows you to actually elevate yourself from the ground a little bit higher up in there into the trees to be able to get a different view and to not necessarily interrupt some other things that are going on. But, but with going up in the air comes that other danger. Falling, And it seems like every year I hear stories about an outdoorsman, outdoors woman falling and getting hurt and or, you know, sometimes even seriously hurt or killed from falls. Falls are really dangerous. So falls are something we really concentrate a lot on out at work, too. So it's kind of a, a big hot button for us. And so the advancements in the technology of making sure that you had, you know, um, proper fall protection, be those straps and other things. These seems like, you know, low tech kind of tech items, but they really are tech items because these are advancements that have helped save lives because the worst thing you want to do is fall out of a tree. 
I understand. Uh, we're going to get back on hunting in just a second, but we're going to go to the phone lines and speak to Marie from Tate County, and she has an iPhone battery question. Good morning, Marie. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm fine. All right. What's your question or comment this morning? I am using a borrowed iPhone that's in a Mophie case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I I don't know whether the Mophie works or not because I haven't let the phone really run the battery down. How can I tell if this Mophie is still any good? Well, if your battery is even down just a little bit, if it's any, any bit off of 100%, if you flip that switch on the back with the Mophie, uh-huh. you should actually see it start charging. You should see the uh, the phone should beep and tell you that it's charging again. Oh, the phone will charge from the Mophie? Yes, ma'am. Okay, yes, ma'am. I thought it was going to run on the Mophie. Okay. No, ma'am. What it actually does is it actually kind of, that uh, that Mophie will kind of take the place of that wall outlet for you. It's kind of like you've plugged it into the wall, but it's just getting its extra juice right there from that Mophie case. That is great. I will try that, and thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. You have a great day. Bye. Thank Bye. you, Marie. All right. So see how easy it is? Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring or one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four for your general tech question or outdoor tech question. And um, before the, we went to the phone lines, we were talking about hunting technology and we were talking about tree stands. And yeah. that's you said that's very important. What about um, GPS and compasses and things like that to keep you aware of where you are? Well, that, that's a really big deal, especially um you know, if if you're out and about, if you're on the land, you better be able to use a compass or a GPS because you don't want to be trespassing. You know, that's that's a that's a really big deal. I mean, you know, people take property rights very seriously, and um, at any kind of outdoor activity, you want to make sure that you're going in the right. You know, be it if you're hunting, camping, hiking, or what have you, you need to know your location. And again, going back to our previous conversation, you also need to make sure that you can get back to where safety is at. So those items can help you to be located. But it can also help you to make sure that you're not going in areas you don't really need to be. Okay. Is there any, um, I'm posing this to you, Jeremy and uh, Wilts, is there any technology for hunters that help them locate game? Well, you know what, Wilts, uh, any, uh, I would say maybe like a FLIR, uh, an IR camera that you could attach to your phone that would see heat signatures. Yeah, we um, are seeing uh, a, a quite a bit of that coming over from the military world. We're starting to see the night vision and the uh, infrared vision coming in for spotting game. That's interesting to know. It is. It's rather expensive. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely coming into play uh, for that. And I think, let's not forget another low-tech item, Hunter Orange. It's all about visibility. So if you're hiking or anything else like that, I just want to kind of get that little plug in there just to remind folks, make sure you're staying orange. You don't want to see somebody to accidentally see you. And, you know, we were talking about off um, air. What about when people say like Swiss Army knives, the old Boy Scout and Girl Scout things, making a fire with two sticks? What about the old stuff? Uh, you can't discount that because technology is great. But when technology stops working, we have to know how to build a fire, how to use a knife, how to cut wood. Those things are still important, correct? Oh, they're highly important. Those Boy Scout, Girl Scout skills are are highly important. You know, take take even today, for example. Right now, my AT&T connection, I keep on going between no service and itty bitty bit of service. And, and I'll be honest with you, it's giving me a couple little heart palpitations here because I'm getting disconnected and I'm so reliant on that technology. Um, and we can really get almost too reliant on technology and forget that basic skills do matter. I'm reminded a lot of that, and a lot of times when I think about that, I think about how our area went through with Katrina. 
um, you know, all the technology was great, but suddenly when we had no electricity, there was gas in the ground, but we couldn't pump it out. And amazingly, you can't pay for it on a piece of plastic because the ATMs don't work and the credit card machines didn't work. And, and what I called the clunkety-clunk machines, those weren't even out there anymore. You remember the old ones when they used to run the credit card through mm-hmm. them and clunkety-clunk? Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing how much I think we found out that you know low tech still matters you still need to know those basic skills um you know i tell my kids hey you have a great calculator that can do a lot of things but you still need to know how to add and subtract i mean there's still some basic skills you better be able to maintain and the same comes with some of these technological advances we have and jeremy a lot of people say uh, that technology has created a deceptive bubble of safety (laughs) do you agree or disagree Oh, I absolutely agree. <laughs> Being a tech guy, you deal with it every day. But like we were saying, what if uh, the tech is not here? What if it all goes away? We need to know the basics, especially outdoors. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I'm sitting here thinking about how, you know, we were doing this show and I was super nervous about the show because I was like, what do I know about the outdoors? <laughs> I spend all my time inside. But um, I definitely the 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 tools like a Swiss Army knife, uh, a fire starter like Flint or a magnesium fuel bar, something like that, and knowing how to use it. Because, you know, I bought these items once upon a time, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go outside and start my own fire. And I had trouble because I didn't know what I was doing. Hmm. I mean, you don't just take the, the Flint and Tinder and start flicking it. You have to have some, some good dry stuff to, to flick it into. And it's it takes more than just flicking it. You got to know certain conditions, certain types of things that are going to catch on fire better than others to it. So definitely get out there and get you some practice before you have to do it. Exactly. Now we're still taking your comments and questions at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Please email us at everydaytech at MPB online if you have any comments or questions as well. So we're talking about uh, the naysayers and they say it's too much technology out there, but we say technology goes hand in hand with outdoors, correct? Well, I think it really does. I mean, technology should be able to enhance that experience that we're having out there. You don't want technology in any aspect of our lives, I don't believe, to replace. It's not meant to be a replacement. You know, I mean, we've talked about that quite a few times on the show. You know, um, the the problem sometimes with kids nowadays re- using the phone as a replacement for actual communications, you know, Um same thing with the outdoors. You can't replace, but you can make it safer. You can make it more enjoyable. Um, you, you can't, but, you know, just just watch one of those shows, like, what's that one, Naked and Afraid, mm-hmm. when they're out there. I mean, they have basically <laughs> nothing. nothing, and they have to still survive on that. Now, I would hope that we would not get to that kind of point, but it does go to show you how important the basics are. And I don't know how many times I've just watched that going, you know, they just had a lighter. Wouldn't life be a little bit easier? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think... I think I can see where they're coming from with that, that if, if you take all of your reliance on technology and you don't go elsewhere, then, then, yeah, you could have a problem. But it's like with anything. Anything to excess can definitely be bad for us, and technology is really no exception to that. Exactly. Jeremy, any thoughts on that? I, I completely agree. I, the, the more as time goes on, I, I really want to uh, continue to discipline myself to uh, to unplug and, and to get back. Like I don't even know how to grow plants, you guys. In the event that, you know, things just completely shut down, I'm the first to go. So I'll come save you, man. Thank you. Well, it's it's all our personal responsibility. And and we need to assess that and figure out, well, what what do I really know? And and how much how much is this crippling me and how much is it helping me? Because I know that there are apps available in the app store that will help you survive. But when you're out in the middle of the woods and you need that, 
Uh, what are you going to charge your phone with to be able to read your little helpful guide there? Well, exactly, so, yeah. Kind of, kind of a catch-22 there. So like I said before, it's just about actually just getting out a little bit and just experiencing these things so you know a little bit mm. more when the time comes. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm reminded of a meme that I've seen before. It says, you know, I think we all should be able to hunt and gather our food, but I really don't know where they grow tacos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're going to go back to the phone lines right now and go to Madison and speak with Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Hi, how are y'all? Doing great. Wonderful. What's your question um, this morning? I was going to comment on the hunting. Um, we use the Polaris app. It it has lots of information. Um, it has altitude and uh, various things, but it also has waypoints. So my husband uses it to uh, set the waypoint where his game cameras are. And that way he pulls the app up. It's a little map, and it tells him exactly, you know, in a compass. So he'll look at the phone, and it says you're 300 feet from your target, you know, left, right, left, right. And it takes him right to the camera. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. It it is a really good app. It's called Polaris. Thank you. And there's a free version, and then there's a... You know, a money version. <laughs> well, yeah, they always like those money versions. I like to throw that in there on you. Thank you, Barbara. Yeah. That's good to know. And I know um, with hunting season approaching, hunters are always looking for the latest and greatest. But some people say, no, I like to just be out there, me in the wilderness, just me in the wilderness, no tech, no anything. Is that possible? <laughs> well, I, I think it is possible, but I think that we, we don't need to lose sight of where that one big advantage of a tech, and that is is the safety aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that we can be very self-supportive and very self-reliant, but let's still make it safe for each other. All right. Next, we're going to go to Tupelo and speak with Chris. He has a hunting technology uh, comment or question. Good morning, Chris. Uh, just to chime in, uh, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Barbara, she stole my thunder. Uh, <laughs> my GPS allows me to uh, create something in Waveport and I... So kind of a, a, a low-tech, but still, uh, yeah, that's a really good use. And, again, that's more than likely, if I were to guess, probably using LED technology because those those really do get bright. Right. Well, thank you, Chris. Very cool. Thank, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. We hate that Barbara stole your thunder, but you know what? You added to the show. We but you love brought the lightning, Exactly. Man. You brought the lightning. And, of course, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring for any of your outdoor tech or general tech questions. When we come back from break, we'll continue with our conversation on outdoor technology now. If you missed this or any part of our shows or any past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech. We love for you to subscribe to our podcast. It's very simple. When you log onto our website, there's a purple button that says subscribe. If you click it, you will be on your way to having MPB's Everyday Tech at your fingertips. Stay tuned for more Everyday Tech. We'll be right back after the break. 
Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo, and I'm here with Wilton Jeremy with No Music. Love live radio, okay? (laughs) If you're listening, uh, if you're just joining us, we've been talking about outdoor technology. Now, we're still taking your comments and questions at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. And online at Everyday Tech (laughs) at MPB Online. So we've discussed hiking, camping, jogging, and hunting. Everything that you could possibly do outside. Now, uh, we discussed how technology either has made it better, some people say made it worse. What do you think, Jeremy? So uh, that's actually one thing I was hoping that we would get to. There's been research done on our reliance on technology to navigate for us, and it is actually shrinking our hippocampuses, which are you know responsible for establishing the area around us and figuring out just exactly where in the world we are. So when you're using your GPS, it's so nice to use it, especially in a city that you're not familiar with. But while you're using it, try not to let it do all the navigating for you. Definitely look around. Be aware of your surroundings. Okay, I see that building there. I can remember that on the way back. And try to figure out how to get back because these things really are affecting our brains, and we need to know how to navigate because, like we're saying, one day they may not be there, and we will all be sitting ducks. Yeah, like how many of us have lost the ability to spell thanks to spell check? (laughs) (laughs) They call it the... um, Deceptive bubble of safety. So, like you said, the more advanced we get in the world with the technology, um, it almost takes away the common sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I think that's a really good way of putting it, Michelle. And, and I think that your example is spot on, Jeremy. I mean, I've seen that. Um, you know, I mean, we've heard a couple times in the show. I've you know traveled here and there, and I know you were just you just recently had a couple of trips yourself. And I'll use that GPS. I find myself using that GPS to maybe like initially go somewhere. But maybe for my initial time going there, and then after that, I actually try to commit a little bit of that to memory. So, okay, I can get back here again. I mean, um, you know, for example, I think this last time I was in Milwaukee, that was like my second time or third time there. There was no GPS required. I just I kind of knew, oh, this is over here, this is over here. So I use it to initially orient myself, and then I try to get away from it some and, you know, um, actually enjoy the sights a little bit. Um, technology is wonderful, and you were, it made me think about something. When you say maps and Google Quest and all the map apps Map apps are wonderful, but nowadays kids don't know how to look at a map. They they know how to pick up their phone and go to MapQuest. Well, exactly. And I, uh, I think even um, on our weather show recently, we had a gentleman that called in talking about the, the tracking the storm using the latitude and longitude and how some of that information seems to be missing because now we just get these instant, you know, instant ready maps. And I think that has, that does almost become a little bit of a lost art that we really, again, we need to let technology supplement but not replace 
that. I mean, um, you know, there, there's a lot of value in still knowing how to do that. You, you bring up a great point. Let's mm-hmm. teach our kids how to actually use a map. I mean, they still exist. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you can actually even try to you can probably look up a YouTube video to figure out how to fold it back again. You know? <laughs> there it goes, back on the YouTube. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what's funny, uh, uh, phone books, you mentioned, you think about that. I haven't seen an actual phone book in I don't know how long. You know, Yellow Pages, it's online. Yeah, we we actually got one not too long ago, but I think the the white pages aspect of it was, you know, maybe a dozen pages and the rest of it was all yellow pages, all advertisements. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. But then now think about it. How many folks are actually getting away from even having that home phone? Say a kid that was born last year or two years ago, they're not going to know the television with the big back. They don't know what that is. You know, they think television's were made flat screen, you know. Or, or when we were growing up, I was the remote control. You know, <laughs> I, I saw this one thing, a picture a while back, and had like all these people around a payphone taking a picture of it because they'd never seen one before. I'm like, <laughs> payphones do still exist, you know. I mean, it, it, it is amazing how far we've advanced. Mm-hmm. Now I got a I got a quick question. I know it's, I hope it's not off the beaten path too much, but you know how y'all talking about old technology, how vinyl has kind of made a comeback, mm. oh, yeah. and now. Everything is being so digitized and the Kindles and you can get the the newspapers. Do you think like people are going to think it's cool again to open up the newspaper and actually read the newspaper in the same way that people say, oh, it's so much richer in in vinyl. You know, the music, it's so much richer in actual print, you know. Well, I think that uh, I know me personally, I still. I still prefer printed books over digital books. I do too. Mm-hmm. I'll use them for some reason. It's easier to read to me, and there's just something about feeling that page and turning that page. So, yeah, I actually still kind of prefer that. And I'm kind of like you. Vinyl records sound better than any digital <laughs> record out there. I, You know, it's funny. I can't – I've never – Maybe it's just me. I've never gotten into the Kindle book. Um, I like to have I have a bookshelf and I have thousands of books on there and I get in the tub and I read a book, an actual book. I like turning the pages, like you said. So it still, to me, goes back to that uh, preference, you know. Yeah. A lot to be said for a good paper cut every now and then. <laughs> Great. Jeremy, what do you feel about this? Uh, I have both. I have a Kindle that I do occasionally look at. I usually keep it by my bed just because it's got something that, you know, I just want to look at real quick or read before bed or when waking up. Uh, but I'm, I'm the same way. I like I like a good old-fashioned book. I do, too. Today, we've been talking about outdoor technology. We're not trying to replace common sense. We want you to know how to start a fire with two sticks, but we also want to use technology to help us stay safe and stay right. connected, correct? There's nothing wrong with still using that lighter. You can still use the lighter on out there, but just remember that... Um, you know, technology is a convenience. It should not become that uh, crutch that we totally rely on. Nothing wrong with relying on I mean, it. It's great from the safety aspect. Um, but, you know, just make sure that we actually still stay connected in there. And, uh, and Jeremy, do you have a poem for us this uh, I Wednesday? <laughs> I do. I got one, you guys. Yes. Get away from those bright screens for a hike or a walk. Unplugged and relaxed. No tech, only talk. I like that one. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today on Everyday Tech. If you missed part of the show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech or subscribe to our podcast. Our board operator was Java Chapman and our phone screener was Jared Hallman. For Wilts Couture and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned. The Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo is up next. And join us next week at 10 for Everyday Tech. This is MPB Think Radio.